The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by Mullen Labe Cigars. Every man dies, not every man really lives. It's a movie line. It's the fundamental principle by which this premium, organic, small batch cigars are made. Their tobacco has a 200-year-old generational line and is grown in soil free from GMOs, fertilizers, and pesticides. Mullen Labe Cigars are produced in small batches, and when they are gone, they're gone. Their work is marked by an outpouring of skill and pride. The result is a cigar that defines the luxury smoking experience one worthy of your finest moments. Celebrate your biggest victories with Maolave Cigars. Shop today at M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E-Cigars.com or check out the link on the BBB Discord channel. Maolave Cigars, don't wait to experience something great. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Well, I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. saying better late than never we are live what is up everybody little later than normal dave had a chance to head on down to a convention more of that here in just one second welcome in to the bostonian versus the book it is a well it's like an afternoon drive show now that we're doing for the east coast we could do that getting ready to go to the afternoon drive on the west coast it's just past two o'clock here pacific time how are you guys on sports grid thank you for watching on the replay live on youtube live on twitter how was the convention, Mr. Sherapin? Good to see you on the week. Convention was great. Um, very interesting. Got to meet a couple people face-to-face that I had never met before. Um, Bill Sparrows from Gambling.com. And um, so I got to see Johnny Avello from DraftKings, Stormy from Beeson, and Doug from formerly from ESPN. So that was fun. Um, met a couple APSE, so the Associated Press Sports Editors, right? Yes, yes, right. AP yes. Sports Editors, APSE Convention. Yes. So a lot of people in town, and the, the session 50th, I listened to 50th was... 50th anniversary, by the way. That's what I learned that as well. Um, so there's a lot of people that still write about sports, which we'll get to here in a second, and still edit writing about sports that were learning about writing about sports betting. And the pitfalls, the uh, problems, the um, requests that people would inside would like them to know. It was it was a lot of uh, like you like to say it was interesting, you know, (laughs) and then I came home and almost stepped in dog poop in my Uh right here in my room. So I had me set back a couple minutes. So thank you guys for being here. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all that stuff. What's the Discord channel again? BVBshow.com. Come on in, by the way. Good time to join the Discord channel, BVBshow.com. we got more content coming for the fall in there. So hop on in, be a part of it. Free, easy, quick, simple. BVBshow.com. Download the Discord app, and you'll see it right then and there on your phone. Yes. Good Um, stuff. Yeah, that was was actually a really good tool um, for one of our friends who we, a brigade member who watches the show. We got able to get in touch with him, exchanged some information, and I don't think we're going to make the drive. 
um, at least as of right now. Okay. I haven't heard anything back to confirm, but I want to thank Rainmaker Lou for making that connection and making that happen. It's a great way for you guys to communicate offline while we're not doing the show, but while we're doing the show in the chat right here mm. at symbol Boston versus the book on the YouTube mm-hmm. and the Twitter. Mm. So let's go to the book here. You were talking to writers who are learning about the book. We'll talk about the writing situation in America here next, but what is this week like home run derby tonight, yep. NBA summer league, yep. WNBA, and then bumpkiss. There's just nothing else going on. And they threw in an extra day off. Usually it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, baseball games, Thursday. It's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, baseball games, Friday. So it's vacation week for a lot of people. I mean, I was leaving the conference conference, and I walked out of the book and there was a sign, excuse me, that said, uh, what did it say? I, I, I just tweeted it. It was, I want to read it correctly before I, I do it injustice. It said, um, go use the kiosk sports book temporarily closed. Please oh. use kiosk. It did. I was kidding. Wow. It did say that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I put it on the, on the Twitter summertime bathroom time or, um, <laughs> something else time, which, which one do you got? Because the vacation problem with time. this, yeah. Summertime bathroom time or vacation, uh, time. vacation time. Um, there's no time on the sign. So it says sportsbook temporarily closed. Oh, right. So it could have, it could have been an what time hour. Are you coming a week. Back? Right, right, right. There's none of that. Like, like when you see on a deli, when they have the clock, it says we will return at three o'clock. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like sports. Okay. That's fine. Like everybody, if you're by yourself and you got to go to the bathroom, we're temporarily closed. Be back in five minutes or be back at one Right. Something like that would be good, but nothing. <laughs> So that's a little frustration, but it's a weird week, man. It's a, it's a, it's, 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 it's a lot of week. It is and nothing the else. worst. It's the worst week of the year for betting, but it's also the worst week of the year for a lot of things because people tend to a scatter and B drop really big news that may not be picked up upon by many people in the, you know, in the media world and or public, New York Times and the LA Times, we don't normally talk about this type of stuff, but given that I'm 46 and you're 52 and we both yep. grew up reading the sports pages and we yes. understand what a newspaper used to represent in a local community and that the sports page was often the way you'd go get the newspaper, you'd read the other stuff along the way. So maybe you got news by osmosis, but you would go ahead and read the box score of the late West Coast games or you would read your favorite columnist, you know, whether it be Bob Ryan for me, guys in Pittsburgh for you, that you yep. go and gravitate and you want to read their opinion pieces before the internet ever existed. The fact that the New York Times and the LA Times both announced that one, the New York Times is disbanding their entire sports department and they're going to take athletic writers and give them long form places, no more box scores. And the LA Times did the same exact thing. No more box scores, no more reporting on scores for games just essentially long form features for sports. Good thing or bad thing? <sighs> Any less source of information is bad. But I mean it's available everywhere else. When's the last time you held a newspaper? The last I time I mean it's been a long, long time, right? But I've read the newspaper a lot though. I mean it's not like I don't read the newspaper. I like do. This. I just don't read that. I keep this this one yeah. close 
This is the actual last newspaper paper that I've ever that I bought. And it's just because it was a commemorative edition. How thin is that? Look how thin that is. It's pretty thin. Look how thin that paper is. It's just. And it has multiple sports pullouts. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like, you know, jackpot. Yeah. It's a pullout. Yeah. All about commemorative stuff. And and that's an issue you're supposed to keep. And look how thin that thing is. There's a Nevada section. There's a Las Vegas Sun section, which is another hockey section. There's a jackpot section. And there's still comics. Like, did you? I used to read the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but I don't know, man. Like, I, I, I feel one. Writing is a is a skill, and it's mm-hmm. an art, mm-hmm. and it's. I appreciate good writing. I love reading. Mm. So, I feel bad for people that write and stuff that will not have a gig. Um, beat writers are. I mean, in New York. You're not going to have a New York Times beat writer for the Yankees. Doesn't make sense to me. Like, wait, what? Are the expenses that high? Or well, no, they bought they bought the athletic and they had to do something with it. The athletic just parsed their whole they did (laughs) staff two months ago. Correct. So they set this up. Yep. Got rid of a lot of people, and then the the Times and the uh, L.A. Times, whatever, did this. So is it a cost thing, P. Rolt, or is it just a lack of anyone caring about finding it? Like, I used to love to read the box scores. I still right. look at box scores online because I like to see certain things or situations that you can still see from a box score. But, like, is it just that nobody needs to see that anymore? I think it's – okay, every media department, every media operation has a finite number of resources – and they have to find the best way to implement those resources. Sports has always been the toy department. And always. it's it's often the front porch. It's often what gets people to pick your paper up or to read your paper or to read a column to get to the, the hard news. But if you're worried about having enough money and resources to pay anybody to work, you have to make those hard decisions and say, look, at sports is expensive. I mean, guys on the road, it's expensive. If you're a beat writer for the Yankees, you're on the road, 82 game, you know, 81 games out of the year. That's multiple, that's, you know, how many hotel rooms is that? How many airplanes is that? How many, you know, train tickets is that? Food per diems. You got to pay all that stuff. So you start adding all of that up and you start looking around, you're going, you know, can we exist without this? And that's what started in television sports before this. Television sports did this. They said, look, we don't need to have a sports report, a sports department. We could just either outsource it to somebody else from our parent company, or we just don't have it. Some folks kicked back on it and got angry. I think New Yorkers and people in LA are going to kick back on it. You don't know about it till it's gone. And when it's gone, you get frustrated. So my guess is they'll come back with some type of, in the future, some type of coverage, but you're not going to get the same coverage from your local paper that, you know, you're no longer going to have the same type of coverage that you did. It's going to be a lot more fanboy type stuff. It's going to be a lot more people working for the team who have, you know, an incentive, an incentive to write positive things, right. to, to look at the angle, to not criticize or call people to be fired and things like that. Right. Um, not to mention, um, I mean, like, I started my whole thing after in college interning in the sports department. We had six minutes. By the time I was working there three years later, 
it was four minutes. Mm-hmm. And if there was a big weather story or some big fire, Bye-bye. they took it from the sports. Always. They're like, you can mention it. Now you got two minutes. And you're like, I cut all these highlights where you brought yeah. all these lead-ins. Nothing. This is the way it's going. I don't like it, but it's true. Um, the worst thing I ever did as an intern was logging tapes at oh, the, lo- that's the local the TV job. station. That's it. I, I had PTSD even thinking about it now. I didn't hate many things that I did on an internship basis. I despised that. So first oh. of all, before I forget, first weekend of September, that's what we're working on, boys and girls. I see the chat rolling. Top people are talking about coming out. Oh, first weekend in September to Vegas. Hold on. First, right. Just, just, just be patient. It's Pump the, the brakes. Weekend. Give us like a week or two. Just give us a little just, more time. We'll know exactly yeah. very soon. Everybody's on vacation this week. We're trying to get it done to give everybody yeah. ramp up time to get here. But it's likely first week of September. First weekend. We'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Second of all, is this an analogy? The way this is all going, you call it the toy department. Great mm-hmm. analogy. The sports book is the toy department. Of the casino. It's the same damn thing, is it not? No one gets that. <laughs> Nobody wants to admit that, but that is 100% what the sports book is. That's okay. why the fan duels and the DraftKings of the world, that's why when you are a standalone sports book and you don't have a property that you're tied to and you're not there, you know, the idea of BetMGM and Caesars are never going anywhere. They will always be open from a sports book perspective because it's a very small percentage of what they are making. They have everything else. They got the brick and mortar. They have hotel rooms. They've got the cage. They've got shows. They've got concerts, conferences that come in, all the things that make Vegas, Vegas. When you're just an app, it's difficult. It's a oh. different bar. Yeah. You have to hold more. I mean, DraftKings made that report about their hold percentage going up you know, because of what they were able to do. They made more money last quarter because they upped their hold percentage. They lowered their spend too, just for the record. That too. (laughs) But they're trying to, that's both, you know, they're trying to keep more money coming in. So worse odds for bookmate for, for, for guys betting may keep more money. And there are other books that want to have low hold percentages. They want it, but like even books here in Vegas, like Circa is known now in multiple States going to open up in Illinois very soon. You have a brick and mortar. Hopefully. But that's you got a brick and mortar. I mean, you got Stadium Swim. You've got the book itself. You've got the casino. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're frozen. Look at that face he's frozen with, boys and girls. Look, snap your fingers. Oh, no. Back, back, back. Mikey Awesome going to get you with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, like back this? Oh, uh, you're back. You're okay. back now. Yes. So, th- that's just one of those situations for me that I – I often talk about with people who are ignorant to the sports betting world, like what is the future? What is this going to look like? People in that room that you're in today who are trying to learn about, okay, we're the AP. How do we talk about betting? And I'll give you this. You sent me a screenshot of a slide that was up talking about offshores versus onshores. And it's a very basic conversation, but it's clear that, that a lot of people in the sports writing world do not know the difference and don't understand the difference when it says wow. .ag at the end of the website. They don't understand the difference. No. And they don't understand that when they're given given odds, what are they writing about? Who are they talking about? And just properly attributing, you know, when they say Vegas, the Vegas number, 
it's not the Vegas number. <laughs> like it's, oh, that was made perfectly clear today. And oh, good. There was a lot of myths dispelled today mm-hmm. that hopefully somebody's taking notes and you know don't say um, plus one hundred. Just say oh, even gosh. money. A lot of little nuances, little good. things that like how to read the numbers and what that means. It's not plus two thousand. It's twenty to one. Right. You know different things like that, um, as well as. It taught. It was ironic because that slide was. It was good, but it talked about the future of the business mm-hmm. in the media being tied to talking about the gambling. And I was like, I almost wanted to raise my hand and said, "It's very limited. You're not talking to everybody when you're talking about the gambling." You need well, hold to- on. L- let me push back for a second. So, if you're a baseball fan. Yes. And I tell, and I ask you what whip is, what does yep. whip stand for? Mm-hmm. How many people out of 10 would be able to tell you what whip stands for? I bet six. I would agree. I think as in that five, I'm mean, going to say 10 years ago, that would have been a lot lower of a number. People started to progress into the terminology because they now use it to have sports arguments. Talk show hosts use it. People are on TV using it. So I think as the vernacular grows with sports betting, having the ability to understand what it means to make a number, the the number one myth that's got to be dispelled, and you've helped me and our audience to understand the idea behind making a number. Making a number is not saying what you think is going to happen. No. And people don't, and it's still being reported that is it disrespectful that Vegas has you at minus six? Shouldn't it be more? Right? It's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with the market and who's going to bet into the market and who's going to take the dog and why are you putting the number where you're putting the number? So that process, I think once it's learned by the public and once people figure out what actually a sports betting spread is, I think that's where you will see more people understand. So I do think there is a lot. You need to be able to talk about it. I think as a sports media personality, you need to be able to understand it. I don't think you have to talk about it to progress your career, but you can use it. I disagree. I think you're going to have to use it to make an argument, dispel an argument. You need to do that. Doug said it really well um, today. The bookmaker is trying to get to a number where the professional money doesn't bet it. Right. That's, it's your, points that's your line. That's from you. Right. You said that to me. And I've used that on my use on everything ever. When people have asked me that, did, well, Dave Sherapin said it right. That's your line. Yes. Yeah, so that Doug line. That's your line. Just but in yes. case Doug's watching, I wanted to give him credit. But <laughs> okay. That's your it's, line. That's exactly what it is. That's yes. all you're trying to get to the number. So you stop the blip, 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 blip. And you go, okay, now what? Now, now we know every time we go to this number, Rhombus or parallelogram is coming in with a bag of money and going to play it. So we know we can go get that money. Let it sit there. Take bets. 11 to 10 is enough. That's good. So, it's yes. It's supposed to be, but it's not. It's really not. I mean, like. As you saw live. About, as you saw live betting for the UFC, it's minus 120 on both sides. <laughs> and then I got screenshots. From Sammy and a couple other people that said, did you see this? This is what was going on in Montana. Minus 149, minus 128. There was no plus. That was a money line on a hockey game. Was my, the gap was so big, there was minuses on both sides. 
not a pick a minus, a minus 149 and a minus 128. That's like a 49 and 28, 49 and 30 is a 73-cent straddle. Can't live like that. You can't. I mean, that's greed on the books part, and that's going to just break people. So, yes, it should be enough. It's not. Sorry. No, it's it's God. it's unbelievable. But it, you know, annoying. it is it, it is what it is. All right, let's talk about this weekend a little bit. We'll start with we were sitting together watching the live lines for some of the fights. UFC 290 here in Las Vegas is being coined as one of, if not the greatest, top to bottom UFC pay per view card ever by some people in the business. Really. Yeah, they're saying from start to finish, it's at the record for the most first round finishes. Oh, there so, was some there was some electric knockouts or, or stuff like that. that was fast. There's no doubt about that. And we had two wars for titles. Oh. oh. And Pantoja winds up winning. Bear Mollings made that call on our Twitter spaces while I was in Boston and said, hey, he liked Pantoja to go to get the W. He did. I disagree with it. I think Brandon Moreno won that fight three rounds to two. Yeah, but you were mad, man. You were, I, but you, I, I didn't have any we money. Were going I, didn't, back and forth I didn't bet it. That, but one. that was good. I thought Moreno won the fight, and I thought I, I couldn't believe it. The live numbers were Pantoja, 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 and I was like, I don't get this at all. Moreno won the middle three rounds. He lost the first round, got knocked down. So yes, that's significant. I did not see the card, so I don't know if a if a judge had it ten eight in the first round, but it shouldn't have been a ten eight round, and. You know, round five, I gave it to Pantoja, but he wins it. And then Alexander Volganovsky is approaching GOAT status. I mean, the guy just runs through oh, people. Man. He's just a beast. He's so talented. But, I mean, Bo Nickel, I don't know who he was fighting. I think <laughs> a tomato can might have put up more, more of a resistance. Not nice. It's, I mean, he fought a bodybuilder that couldn't block a punch. He couldn't take a punch. He was glass Joe in like, I don't know, in a, in a King Kong type body, like just like a big, huge dude and just got clipped once and then bam, down he goes. And that was it. He, he didn't put his hands up. No, he, he was bad. Hands up. He came in like this, but he was, his right. hands were down by his then, waist. But when smack, like, whoa. And I was like, uh, he won by knockout. Are you kidding me? Like my knockout, like what the everybody, I mean, you know, tip of the cap to the books. Cause there were so many dog wins. There was that knockout that oh. took down everyone's parlay. Nickel closed at minus 1700 at, at Circa minus 3000 at Westgate. It was, yeah, they just, weren't moving at that. Nope. that. I, I love that. We were texting, you were upstairs and I was downstairs still for the nickel fight. And you said it's 1700 won't be the highest. Favorite ever. And I was like, I looked at a couple apps and I saw, I saw the Westgate number and I was like, still 3000 there. They ain't moving it. They know he's going to win. They ain't yep. moving it. They, nope. they, they don't care. They ain't giving one guy a free shot at minus 2000 nope. at all. The moment of the night though. I mean, and that, listen, you're absolutely right. That was fun as hell. Shout out to Nikki and Yanni uh, for, for getting me through the door and all of us. We, we hung out for a few fights and then they went on their way, but the Lawler thing, was that was cool as hell. I mean, seriously, like I didn't realize the gravity of it. Oh, okay. Like I knew it was his last fight. Yeah. But like people How love him. Oh my gosh. Robbie Lawler is I mean, he's one he's 40, he's 41 years old. He's been in the sport for as long as the sport has been popular. Robbie Lawler has been a part of it. He was there back in the UFC 40 was his first fight. So to give you an idea, we were at 290 Saturday night. That's possible? So, two, yeah, 
250 pay-per-views. That's a long time. Yeah, they do 13 or 14 pay-per-views, or, you know, 12, 13, 14 pay-per-views a year. So what I mean, that's a long time. Yeah, so that's how long he's been involved with the UFC, been a high-level fighter, been a champion, been a fan favorite. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it because I don't know what Price was doing. I mean, he had dirty boxed and got knocked out. It made no sense what Price was doing, the guy who was fighting. But to get the first-round knockout gave ESPN enough time to show him the video in the octagon to get the emotional reaction, to get the standing ovation and to make the moment really click like that could not have gone more perfectly. And you know, in 20 years, if someone says, were you at UFC 290, what do you remember from it? I'm going to say Robbie Lawler in the octagon crying, watching his tribute video. was awesome. I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it because I didn't know like the, the, I mean, the, the entrance was great. Mm. You know, you could feel the excitement in the building. That was the, like the first one where everybody just was like, it's, it's, it's now like, Oh yeah. Those early fights are different. There's a lot of empty seats and people are milling around and some people were talking a lot of fights going yeah. on and stuff. Everybody had to see that moment. Like you could feel the building start mm. and I was still down low and I was like, wow, this place is jumping. He comes out and he popped him. The place exploded. And then that video and all that other stuff. Yeah. I mean, I I was like, that is, he stood outside before the fight, outside the octagon and soaked it all in mm. and all that other stuff. And I was like, man, this is just, this is one of those dream scenarios, you know, where you get to like reflect. It never you know, goes like this. It never goes like that. That's why I bet against him. It never goes like that. It all, you, the guy who's 41 talking retirement never gets sent out like a victor like that because generally speaking if you win like that you don't want to stop <laughs> you want to keep going like you're like wait wait, wait, wait. I, I just got a 45 second knockout why am i retiring like I, the, the paycheck's great right it's, you're yeah. a legend you're making big money you're the you know the prelim headliner you're on abc you're everywhere i mean that from a sport perspective unbelievable like even dana white afterwards said like if robbie lawler wants to fight next week he can fight i'll pay him like he's, he knew it, like they want him to keep going. Normally it's a guy out of gas, broken down, fighting for money and just gets, you know, knocked out cold. Nope. Robbie Lawler went out like a warrior. Unbelievable. The way he ended his career. If, if that's the end of the career so often it's not. So I'll ask you, do, do you think he fights again? I do. They all tend to, I hope he doesn't. What? I hope he doesn't, but these guys, look how many fighters. I'll say absolutely not. You can't walk it off any better than that. What am I, I going to do that again for? I would agree, but I in five years, the guy is needing of money or he's bored or whatever. Bare-knuckled fighting championship comes due and says, I'll pay you $2 million to fight. Come fight. I mean, you know, I don't know. I just it, it, His career in the UFC is over, but I don't know if his combat sports career is over. These guys just, they don't go away. They keep on coming back. Look at the guys who are fighting. I think it's next weekend for the bare knuckle final championships. I mean, there's just guys who have been around combat sports and they're in their upper forties. They keep going. I hope I'm wrong. I, I, I hope you're wrong too. I, I don't want to see him fight anymore. Like mm-hmm. that was, that was cool. I got that here. I recorded that. Like I just literally, I jumped out of my seat and I just held my phone up and I never do that. I right. don't like doing that, but I was like, this is crazy. I'm it's just going to do this for a second, like a 15 seconds. 
Yeah. And if you're a UFC fan, Robbie Lawler holds a very special place in your heart just for the wars he's gone through. And to watch him at 41 walk away like that on top, victorious, killer knockout, looked no, looked phenomenal doing it. And then to have the emotion pour out of him when you're watching these videos with him having hair. And he, I mean, that's how long it was. He had it was hair. Great. <laughs> it was like a high school yearbook photo going back and seeing the guy. It was, it was very, very cool. So yeah, 290 was, was a ton of fun. And that, that event top to bottom was one of the best events that I've seen in person for the UFC and really fun mix of a crowd that I've never really seen before. At times I felt like I was at a Canelo fight at other times. I felt like I was at a UFC fight. Other times I've, oh, I've, I was like watching kind of fans who didn't really know what to make of what they were seeing. So like Bo Nichols got a fan base. People know who he is. Don't know if the UFC crowd fully understands or knows what he is yet. They're like, okay, everyone says this guy's well, a mean, phenom. What do you mean? Know what he is? He's a good husband. He's, oh, he's going to be a that, good father. Get the mic from him, please. Next time, pull the mic. What? Away. You can't call yourself. I'm a great husband. Like you can't get up there. I'm, the kid yeah, ain't I'm even like, born yet. He called himself a good <laughs> a great, father. Good father. Yeah, you know, be like me and be a good husband and a good father. <laughs> hey man, well, what? <laughs> I mean, that's I, a good goal to have. But I mean, I, have the kid first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm it's got a flex right there, man. Like, I, I got, I get what you're saying. I know what you're trying to preach, but like, maybe that's not the place to do it. Like, maybe that's wait till the post fight. You know, don't do it in the octagon. That was kind of a weird comment that he made. But you know, so I think UFC fans are trying to figure out what Bo Nickel is going to be. I, I hope he fights very quickly because that wasn't a fight. That wasn't even a sparring session. That was just, you know, <laughs> what that was. That was that was a payday. I guess so. I mean, yeah, and the guy who got hit can look up and say, I got paid for showing up to be on a main card. I mean, that was the first fight of the main card. It was a blink. It was fast. <laughs> it was, it was fast. fast. Um, Goodbye. Turn the page. Next fight. Do you like this new start time or today's start time of the show? Or is this messing you up? I hate the start time of this a show. A lot of people like it. There's got, we got people sitting on a couch watching it. Yeah. Jimmy Jack with four K's yeah. is watching it. Um, we had a shout out on Friday on roll call Friday. Huh? Um, we had um, Talati watching in the hospital. Yeah. Blue Spaders in the hospital right oh, now man. watching the show. Um, we want to all think positively, send positive messages just to him who's in the ICU with his wife, Patty. She's got blood clots in both arms. Is on a she's, respirator. In the, she's in the ICU. She's in the ICU. Okay. He's sitting there watching us with her. So okay. shout out to both of you, Blue Spader and Patty. And uh, the boys and the girls all are sending our best. Yeah, for sure. Keep it up. Keep it up. Yeah. This wouldn't work during the fall because of my teaching schedule. So. Well, you got that late class. That's right. <laughs> the dreams. That dream is dead. <laughs> this show can never exist at this time on Mondays and Wednesdays. I have to be you know, at UNLV at 3.30. Drive time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's a drive time East Coast show right now. People are driving. Yes. Don't crash, please. Be careful. It's a, it's a, it's a afternoon drive East coast show. Just plug it in and play it through the speakers or something. True. Right? That's all. Very, yeah. The ox, as you call it, right? To go grab yeah, the ox. Yeah, got the ox. We got the ox. BVB got the ox today. And well, speaking of getting, the Pirates got their flamethrower at LSU. Number one pick. Yes. You happy about him? I am. Yeah. Paul's good. Paul might be on a Tawny. He may want a bat. One thing like, at a time, Paul. He says, I'm a pitcher first, but he goes, don't forget, I can hit. <laughs> I can hit. I was reading about him. Big boy. It's great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, I don't want to have the first pick no more. 
Like that means you're back. Yeah, I think like, yeah. that's good. We got the guy, yeah. got an ace, maybe. Right. I mean, a lot of people are ready to put him in the big leagues next week. I mean, maybe just wait like a little bit, make sure he's good to go. But I think he can pitch legit. If the Pirates are around, he's coming up. Roger Clemens 2.0. Now, see, that's what I was going to ask you. Are the expectations a little bit much? No. Like, we're coming in like he is the next one. The oh. I would agree. He's the number one pick. He should be the next one. I would start him at double A, and I'd bring him up September 1st. His, I mean, I'd start the-, the clock this year with the kid. He's not young. He's a full-grown boy. He's a big guy. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait. I don't need the development. He's going to be more dominant with wooden bats than he was with aluminum bats. Let's hope so. That that would be awesome. Um, let me see. I mean, he's I, throwing a buck. Oh, he's throwing one hundred and one consistently. Yeah. One hundred and twenty pitches in the College World Series. Let me see, because I, I saw it described, and I was like, "Whoo, this is coming in with a lot, a lot of pressure." I think he's good with it. The, you know, this is a kid who was at the Air Force Academy, decided to go to LSU, transfer out to go pursue a baseball career because they said you could be the first pick in the draft. And he, and he was. Scouting report. This was posted mm-hmm. by my buddy at 1992 Pirates, an absolute must follow on the Twitter. Mm-hmm. I never met him, but we've exchanged DMs. You guys follow him. It's okay. he's he's amazing. Um, putting up old clips and different things. He wrote the scouting report. He he got it from somebody. Yeah. He reminds me of a young Roger Clemens with the intimidating factor of a Randy Johnson Ooh. and better velocity than a prime Nolan Ryan. He has a curveball that would make a young Doc Gooden jealous. Also, he can hit better than a young Mike Trout. Whoa. I mean, that's a virtual who's who of everything. The Slow last down. one, the last one I'd pump the brakes on, but the other oh, two I can. I, I think somebody I, was having fun with that. But I like the other two, though. The other two I like. The three I like. Oh, my God. I mean, he's got legitimate three pitches, and he throws 101. And he was throwing 100 in the College World Series. In the After throwing 100 pitches, he was still throwing 100. <laughs> somebody came in a chat. Rainmaker Lou Skeens looks like he's 35. He does. He's not wrong. He, he's not a young kid. He's not a baby. This is not an 18-year-old project. Okay. We're getting a guy in his young 20s who's ready to go. Get him in the big leagues as quickly as possible. Oh man. I'd have him in the bullpen this September. They got an all-star closer. Bednar's going to Bednar's in Seattle. Great. He'll close the ninth. Have Skeens come in the eighth. Oh, we got Wetland and Mariano Rivera, like the Yankees did when they had two okay. all stars. That was how that yeah. was how the transition. But Skeens is a starter. I want so, him. I, I want him. Every but he's no. He, he's relieved. But he's been a reliever. He, he started as a reliever. LSU made him a starter. Oh, that's why he went there. They made him a starter. He's got. He he can relieve. Remember, he's going to come in in the championship game against Florida, but he the was. game got yeah, so yeah, out yeah, of, yeah, got yeah, so yeah. out of out of out of hand. They didn't need right. him. He never. He never pitched. But he can be a reliever. There's no debate. He can warm up in the pen and come into a game and get three outs for you. No doubt. I w- especially this year, because you're going to stretch him out in spring training next year, get him warmed up, get him in the rotation, figure it out. But I would want, I mean, I would not wait. I would get this kid up as quickly as possible, 
in September with the big league club facing big league pitchers or hitters and let him get hit around a little bit. Let him experience ballparks, the travel, all the things needed. Making a very compelling. I like the kid a lot. I I, I told you before the draft, I thought they should take him number one. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's arms like that. At his age, you don't need right. much much seasoning. Like I, I believe in college baseball. I believe in the College World Series stage. If you perform on that stage, you can handle playing in the big leagues. You know, be a reliever in the big leagues this season. I love it. So um, I, let him pitch the eighth. Bednar pitched the ninth. That would shore up a lot of problems. There's been a lot of problems in the seventh and the eighth. Let's go, Skeens. Get get in there. Here's the ball. I'm good with it. If it was right. See what the pirates say, but that's a kid to watch. And I can't wait to see what they do about the hitting situation. If he does push to be a hitter, I think right now he's, I think it might be leverage to get more money out of the pirates, but he said, first and foremost, I am a pitcher and that's what I am. So he might back off that claim that he can hit as well, but he wants to, the Otani thing is out there and people are going to start to, you know, have that conversation. Man, how hard is that going to be for the next one? Like, Oh, I can pitch and hit. Okay. Like you're going to be measured against Otani. It's going to be very difficult to pull it off. The only way you can pull it off is if you do what Otani's doing. Yeah, that's not like, right. You can't hit 220. Nobody can do what he's doing. That's well, you got to be, you, maybe not 100%, but you got to be 80 cents on the dollar. You got to be right there. Like it can't be just, you can't be hitting 210, you know, with one home run and 10 RBIs. Like you got to be a 275 hitter with 15 home runs and 60 RBIs, and then they'll keep letting you hit and pitch. Right. But otherwise, they'll just say, look at concentrate on pitching. Don't worry about hitting. I don't want when they're that, I mean, like Otani runs and slides so well, athletic. He's athletic at everything he does. Literally, he's great. Skeens is, don't, before you see, like, I think you need to watch. Paul Skeens is a big boy and a big athlete. This kid's no joke. He's a really good athlete. He's a really big, big guy who I I think if he wants to make a go at it, I think he could could be okay as a hitter. He's got the build for it. So Diablo666 just came in and said, if the Pirates aren't in contention in September, don't waste them bringing him up. See, I disagree with that. I think I'd rather have. I think if you be. bring him up, you can be in contention in September, right? Or I just bring him up to get him this seasoning. I don't want his first time pitching in a big league game to be opening day or, you know, one of the first couple of games of April. I want him oh. up with the club, getting used to it, getting his feet wet, envisioning next year, realizing what he's going to do. I want to break him in this year. Not next year. Yeah, but that starts that clock. Who cares? He's 22 years old. The clock's, uh, again, I, I don't care about the clock. He's old. The clock when you're 17, 18, and you're Bryce Harper, clock matters. When you're 22, 23, doesn't really matter. <laughs> clock is, you know, is what it is. You got six years, right, until you're a free agent? Yeah, five years served, and then you can go to arbitration or whatever, yeah. And, and then it's what, and then seven, and then seven or nine for, for free agency. Uh, six, seven, I think it's seven. Okay. So at 22, he's 29, 30 years of age. Like, okay. Like you want those prime years from an arm perspective, from a guy pitching like this. If, if we go by the way that baseball goes now, he'll have Tommy John surgery by 26. 
He'll, be, he'll miss a year. Don't say that. They all do now. I mean, it's almost like a disagreement. That was rude. Don't say that. He just got drafted by the Pirates. I hope I'm wrong, but look how many guys. I are hope ju- you're wrong too again. Look how many pitchers are getting Tommy John? It's just sort of like a thing now. It's actually kind of routine. It's actually it's dumb. It's very strange, but they all kind of just get it. It's like a tune-up now yeah. more than a, like anything. It's strange. Oh, yeah, going because they throw up. The, I mean, every person that makes the big leagues has some type of shoulder or elbow problem because they've thrown from age two <laughs> to twenty-two. You got some imp- impingement. You got some, you know, fraying right. of some ligament or something in the elbow or arm that needs to be repaired at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, or like the Grom, it goes twice on you. Not just once, it goes twice. Yeah, big business is still mad about that. You should be. We signed him up for the proxy service. It was nice to meet him in person. We'll get to that later. Yes. Uh, all right. So the Braves ended the first half of the year with a franchise record 26 consecutive games by hitting a home run. Atlanta is plus 360. They're getting pitchers back off the DL coming up or IL coming up after the all-star break next week. Plus 360. Any value still on the Braves to win it all? Nearly four to one. Aren't they by far the best team in baseball? They are by far the best team in baseball. Rays are right behind them, but to answer your question, yes, they are. Um, is there any value? I mean, values in the perception of the whole be right. beholder, right? You lock in a price now. It's not like it's going to go to eight to one. They're not going anywhere. They're in the playoffs. They're winning the division. What's the ceiling in the second half? If they go on like a five game losing streak, could you get five to one? Oh, I not if it's our place. Okay. We're staying. (laughs) We're not going above four. We don't have to. Right. You know, so we, we hopefully we're in a good position because not that it was like they were overlooked at the beginning, but there was a lot of talk of some other teams. Mm-hmm. Out the Mets in the division. <laughs> so. This is right. So we're, we should be in a pretty good spot with the Braves tickets. We don't need to be giving it away. If mm-hmm. you want to come in and buy it, we'll keep it fair. But plus 360, yeah, we're not going about four. So mm. I'm good with locking it. I mean, they're in the playoffs. Agree? Yes, 100%. Are they the one seed where they get the buy? Probably. It's going to be hard to catch them. Yeah, probably. I would say 75% chance, yes. So they only got to win. They got to win one less series. That is huge in the baseball. It's not a bad deal to lock them in because they're minus. I don't think they'll be minus as big depending on who they play as you, as we would think, though. Okay. You know, I mean, if they end up playing the Dodgers or they end mm-hmm. up playing, I don't know, even the Mets, the Marlins. Can the Marlins get in? Well, okay. Orioles and the Marlins have two of the, I mean, the Orioles have the second lowest payroll. The Marlins payroll is, I think, sixth smallest in Major League Baseball, but they are both number one wild card seeds right now. Mm-hmm. Do either of these guys miss the playoffs or do they both make it? I think the Orioles are making a playoffs. Okay. I'm not, I'm not so sure. I'm not so, I'm, not so, I, I'm on the, I'm the other way around. I'm not sold in the Orioles. I think the Marlins are making the playoffs. Oh. I like the young talent. I think they're ready. They disappointed last year, and Alcantara finally pitched well 
I mean, Alcantara was really good in his last start before the All-Star break. If they could keep him on the straight and narrow, get six innings, three runs, they're hitting. I mean, Ariz is, I mean, he's not just him. They got power. They've got balance, speed. They're fast as hell. They're a fun team to watch. I just think the Orioles are going to be in a difficult race for that for any of the three wildcard spots, because the Yankees are right there. The Red Sox more on them in a second, right there. Blue Jays are right there. The whole division is going to cannibalize it's, itself. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow we get to the all-star break and before last week, I was convinced we were going to not have to really discuss the Red Sox <laughs> or talk about it. And then they go and they, they do this eight to ten thing. Then the first half, they find their way into the rundown here on a Monday. It's just an interesting thought. Break. It's just should they be buyers? I mean, this is the a talking point right now by baseball national people at the moment because <sighs> I would say three weeks ago the Red Sox were absolute sellers. Yes, and now they win eight of ten. They're two yes. games out of a wild card spot. Two, two games. You can't be sellers two games out of a wild card spot. Uh, no, you cannot. Although and Duvall's, Adam Duvall's back, no, the, hit a home run uh, Saturday. The Orioles did it last year, right? They traded that uh, first baseman. They were yeah, writing. Mancini. They, they, they traded traded Trey Mancini. Yeah, yeah, they did. But this is not. I mean, Baltimore is not Boston. No, it's not. So you you can get away with that. You can get away don't with that. Don't besmirch Baltimore, please. It's, don't it's, say it's very it. E- Baltimore's not hard. It's easy to besmirch Baltimore, but it, it's crab cakes down in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't, I don't like crab cakes, but I like crab though. So I so I I do like blue crabs. But Old Bay Old Bay is good too. But good. I can't. I just don't think the Red Sox can do that in the market. I mean, people are starting to believe. People are starting to buy into this idea that their their schedule is going to be relatively easy. Oh. In the second half of the year, and they have a chance to make their way into the playoffs. I mean, Alex Cora doesn't, you know, he's not a tanking manager. He's not like he doesn't do that. Where were we? Because it felt like we were together the entire weekend. Uh You and I. Where were we when someone said, Otani's going to the Red Sox? Who said that? Big business said that. It was big business. Yeah. At the book. Yeah. That's right. He said it. Yeah. Is this possible? Of course it's possible, but I don't think so. I mean, it, and it, it's possible, but the only way Boston would trades for Otani is if Otani, if the Red Sox are willing to one, move off of a ton of capital to get him. And then number two, the angels have to want to trade him. And they've already said they don't want to trade him. He's not resigning there. He's going to go to the Dodgers. So I think it's going to be a rental. The, if the Red Sox get him, he's a rental. Like how does Otani have to agree to an extension for any team to go and trade for him? Namely, not the Dodgers, because they probably feel like they could keep them even without having to get an extension. Show goes to another level. Photonic goes to Boston. Oh, that's right. I mean, you, you kidding I mean, me? It goes to, I mean, like, we can't possibly have I'd be a bum, the Celtics I mean. run the way they did. The Bruins run the way they did. Postseason failures notwithstanding it was a hell of a you're, you're gonna hate football when the patriots do what the patriots are gonna stop do. <laughs> you're gonna Will, hate it no i want to say it i'm trying to keep it clean you're gonna hate it a late start but that's b s you're gonna patriots hate it win 10 games <laughs> you're gonna hate it i'm just telling you you're gonna, gonna be hate terrible it. for everybody the bill show o, bill o'brien baby bob is back uh, i'm a buyer i'm buying stop, in stop, stop it. i'm buying stop it. i'm buying bob Please. 
Mac Jones, comeback player of the year. Let's go. <laughs> Dear Lord. Now, what have you been what have you been doing this afternoon while I was at this convention? You must have been doing some other things. No. Not the cigar stuff. The no, other stuff. No, no, no wacky tobacco. Mac Jones right. return comeback player of the year. <laughs> Bill O'Brien, look at the numbers. If they get DeAndre Hopkins, you got Devontae Parker on one side, DeAndre Hopkins on the other, Mike Kosicki over the middle. Great offensive line, three running backs. Let's go. Go to war, baby. Here we go. What the hell just happened? It's July. <laughs> what the hell just happened? What just happened? Slow down. It's football season. I'm so excited. I was watching, I don't know if you saw the video that they put out, the, the ESPN put out the um the, the Conley kick return from a couple of years ago on Sunday night on Sunday night football. The offensive lineman. It was the great it was like I watched it like a hundred times. Like this is the greatest thing ever. I was like, I need more of this. I was like, I need football back. I need the Patriots to be good again. I'm looking forward to that. Let's get, you know, no more special teams nonsense and Joe Judge you know, basically intentionally killing the Patriot offense, Matt Patricia, you know, now he's gone out of football. I'm genuinely more excited for the college to be honest. Well, you college. should be. We'll, we'll get that in a second. We got a lot to go with that. We start college football today. Yeah, I don't know how you slid that in. I mean, it's too early for that. It is not too early. If we're doing next 32. week is when we were supposed to start no, football. We're doing two weeks of college. No, we're doing two weeks of college. Everybody's on to. vacation this week. We got to watch do it started next week when we, people are actually watching. Clip it and put it up, and then they go back and they watch all of it together. We'll have 10 shows of college football and 32 shows of the NFL. That's the whole point. What we are doing conferences, five power conferences every day this week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then next week, we'll do the top five betting options, top five most logical options to win the championship. We will then do their season win totals. Then we go to 30, then we do 32 teams and 32 shows. That takes us all the way up. To Labor Day. Disgusting. Football's here. It's not like it a, people it's that keep, here. For those of you that are watching the show again, thank you very much. And hit yes. the like button, hit the subscribe button. But if I hear again that we're going to talk and we're, we're going to have a talk about this show or about us doing other stuff for football season. Right. You're outing yourself because it is football season. Yes. Right now. It is. So Welcome. reach out. He's at Sports Talk, Matt. I'm at Sports BK Consig. The show's at Boston versus the book. The proxy service, which again, you guys who have at Brigade Proxy, it's all there. You can get in touch with us. The football season is here. I mean, he just said it. This is ridiculous. Yeah, but we'll get the football here in just one second. So the Yankees fired their hitting coach. Did you hear they hired? Former Red Sox. Former. He was. He had a cup of coffee in a Red Sox. For a Red Sox. <laughs> How long was Sean Casey on the Red Sox? Uh, two years. Was he really that long? Yeah. Oh. All right. So it was more than one year. I was going to say one year. All right. Fair. I like Sean Casey. Oh, why? He flew out. He flew out. I, I got him to fly out against me. He's from Pittsburgh. I pitched against him. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. Nice. Yeah. He's left-handed. I got him to pop out to to left. Nice. Yeah, I was pretty proud of myself. He was really pretty highly right. regarded. Yeah, well, yeah, we did. He him. went on to a long major league baseball career. Yeah, you know, he's a hitting coach of the Yankees. And I'm and I'm talking to you. Right. Actually, sorry. Bit, bit, <laughs> but yes, I got him on a breaking ball outside, low and out. He he flared it out to the left fielder. Um, this is good. It is. This is good. Casey's awesome. 
Okay. He's just, he's an awesome dude. Mid season changing of your hitting coach is not good. Well, I mean, they've been calling for Boone's head. Oh, they're all going. They're all, if they missed the playoffs, they're all going. If they missed the playoffs, it's July 10th. They're not, okay. Are they missing the playoffs? They could. Oh, boy. Absolutely, they could. Oh, boy. 100% they could miss the playoffs. Yes. For those of you that are here watching the show, you think of Sean Casey, you think of what team? Reds. Put it in the chat. Reds. Okay. That's the first thing somebody said. Yeah. Sean not, Casey, Cincinnati Red. Yeah, not, not even Boston a, Red Sox. No, he's a Red, but he played for the Red Sox. Just saying. Yankees, any anytime a Yankee personnel member has Red Sox ties, it's fun. <laughs> it's all it is. It's just fun. <laughs> I love it. All of you. It's all fun. of you. Crazy. It's crazy. just it's just fun to rib them. We're like, oh, our guy. Okay, sure. Go ahead, take him. Our it's, our, it's our guy. Great. Does you anybody go from New York to Boston, or is it always from Boston to New York? Well, that's the old argument, right? The, the Yankee fans always say that, that that's their old. But yes, there are some that go from New York to Boston. Sure. Most lo- the most Not famous. Not P. Ralt. The most famous former Yankee. The Yankees that went to, re- to the Red Sox. You guys can try to think of one if you if you think of one. But it's look, hey, question. two Tigers. Two people put in Tigers. Well, that's fair, too. Sean, Sean Casey. Casey. That's yeah. fair. That, too. I can see the Tigers. JC from KC. JPC Fourth said Tigers, Tigers. One Star Goroff said Tigers. Eron Sean said Tigers. Wow. I said yeah. Cincy in my head. Me, too. Yeah, me, too. First gust, first gut reaction was Reds. But Tigers, too. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna think about the guy that went from the. I mean, most a lot of relievers have done that. Like journeyman relievers have gone from the Yankees to the Red Sox, but like, I don't know how prevalent the name would be. I don't appreciate the fact that they already are getting Skeens uh, pinstripes. They were like, "Oh, great, he'll be a pi- <laughs> he'll be a Yankee in three years," because that's what pirate guys do. <laughs> that wasn't years, fair. That's, fair. That's it's, it's yeah. true. Nah, it happened once. Like happened really once for the Yankees, but enough. It's yeah. too soon. He didn't even get the uniform yet. So you're wearing all the all-star gear because you went to the all-star game last year in LA home run derby is tonight in Seattle at T-Mobile park. All right. So let me run through some stats here. Cause the gambling space is all crazy. Did you hear about Alonzo's pitching coach? No. The guy that has pitched Pete Alonzo, the batting practice for, or for the home That's run derby is not doing it. Oh, why? He's sick. So they're getting a stand in. So bet against Alonzo. Okay. All right. Maybe, but here's, that kind of hurts me a little bit on my bet, but uh oh. so T-Mobile park has had the sixth fewest home runs hit this season in all of baseball, in all of baseball. The record was set this year for the longest home run ever hit is 482 feet this at season. T-Mobile. This no, this all time, 24 years. Oh, history. the longest home run hit at T-Mobile was set this season. Correct. Okay, who hit it? Four did the 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 prospect kid from the Mariners, the big lefty brute kid. I forget Ryan something. I forget the kid's okay. name. Because of the K, I always kill the kid's last name. But can't remember. They were waiting for him to come up. He's a big bruiser. Smacked at four eighty two. So we have seven degree temperatures. We have sixty percent humidity. Seventy degrees at well, the sun's going to go down. It'll be colder by the time the thing's over. It's going to be in the fifties. Oh my god, it's awesome. There. Okay. As of far as what I've read all of last night, the roof is going to be open for as tonight. It should be. Okay. okay. So if it's not, it changes a lot. But if it's if it's closed, all these things are out. But most likely it's going to be open. Baseball tends to like have these things open. It's going to be nice weather. So not cloudy, not rainy. So they can have it for 
the all-star with the home run derby. Yeah. I believe in conspiracy theories with major league baseball. Hold on. Wait okay. a second. Give me the listening glasses. What do you got? I believe that major league baseball will juice the balls tonight. Okay. I believe that Major League Baseball will be afraid that T-Mobile Park is not going to yield a lot of home runs, which is the point of the home run derby. There's no air in there. There's no breeze. I was there for the whole weekend. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's no air. It feels dead in there. That's good for flying for balls to fly out. That's good. Remember, Major League Baseball last year juiced the balls in the regular season and didn't tell anybody until the end. We talked about that. After Aaron Judge broke the record, we went back and they ran the numbers and went, oh, there were three types of baseballs in play. And a lot of them happened to wind up in New York when Aaron Judge was chasing the record that had more of a bounce off the bat. So I think coincidence. Right. So I think tonight, I think you're going to see Super Bowl type stuff. Okay. Pete Alonzo, when it was in Colorado two years ago, Pete Alonzo hit a ball for a 514 feet. Do you realize how far that is? Yes. Like the that number, is so far to hit a base. The number tonight at DraftKings is 490 and a half feet. Over under in your mind tonight of that number for the longest under. home run. 490? Under. Over. Over. The ballpark in a regular season game gave up a 482 foot home run. Right. I got guys swinging for the fences. I got Pete Alonzo swinging for the fences. I oh, got well, I mean, if you get the good baseballs, I got the bouncy ball. I got I mean, bouncy I ball. They, baseball wants everyone afterward to go. Did you see what he did? Did you see how far that ball went? This is the point of the home run derby. And the ballpark is not built, is not conducive to giving up a lot of home runs. You can't have a home run derby where guys are winning it four to three. So, oh no, they're going to hit home runs, but I mean, the distance one that's a bomb. I think we're all I need is one. I need one bomb. All you need is one 491. It's all I need 491 feet. And I get, and it's all, which is even really stupid about it. It's the projected because they don't actually tape measure the damn thing. It's just what the <laughs> computer radar st- says it was going to go for how not with a roll or I don't know. I always say like, yeah, is that I don't the like betting on that. Like I'm, I'm fun. relying on some guy to hit a button. Like yes. to say, yeah, it was four ninety six. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, yes, but I think we're going to see it. Cause I think baseball wants it. I think we're going to get it. I think there's a shot at a 500 foot home run tonight. There's going to be one or two absolute moonshots. So that's why I'm betting the over everyone in the space is betting the under. I get it. I, I understand all the numbers, all the stats, everything. I went through all of it last night. I went through a million things. Cause I was like, what the hell am I going to bet? I spent a, I spent like an hour and a half looking at T-Mobile, looking so, at the with the dome closed versus right. with the dome open. <laughs> All so the it differences. Could be anybody, or did you pick a specific guy to hit it? Anyone. So okay. every pitch is my there a best market lie. somewhere that has the guy to hit the longest home run. I think DraftKings has that. You can bet no. You can bet total home runs hit, which I think you could go under. It was two seventy six and a half for total home runs. I think betting under that might actually be not a bad idea. But Alonzo, Vlad Guerrero, Rodriguez. I mean, you got some really strong right-handed wow. batters. So any player to hit a home run over 499 and a half feet, so hit 99. 500 or more on FanDuel is plus 150. That's it? So we way more than that. Holy crap, it's plus 150. That's a, whoa. Any player to hit a home run over 524 and a half feet is 10 to 1. That would be that's the longest home run in the history of the, the history of the home run derby. 
by the way. I think 524 in Colorado, no, last year in LA by Juan Soto is the longest home run ever. Okay. I found it. Player to hit the longest home run. Who do you think it is? Alonzo. He's second choice, plus 340. Who would it Vlad? be first? Vlad Guerrero? Vladdy. Okay. Vlad Jr., plus 240. Robert is third at $4. Julio Rodriguez and Garcia, Adoles Garcia, huh? seven to one. A Rosarena, 750. Rushman is 25 to one and Mookie's 28. Yeah, those two guys are just <laughs> like no one's even touching them. Like no, no one's even betting them. Their odds are just absurd. Because they're throwing guys. I mean, Mookie bets not a home run hitter like that. And Rushman's a catcher. <laughs> like it's just these guys aren't really built for this. They're not home run swingers. But Alonzo, I mean, he takes this very, very seriously. This Here's is what an he interesting does. one for you. What would you do? What? First time derby participant. That okay. includes Robert Jr., Rushman, Garcia, Betts, or Rosa Reina uh-huh. to win the 2023 MLB Home Run Derby. To win it? No. Is minus 145. Yes, is plus 115. No, bet the minus 145. Okay. It's a little expensive. What does the chat think? Does any one of those guys win it? Yes or no? It's a little expensive, but I mean. When you get everybody else, right? You get the top dogs. Yeah. The experienced yeah. guys. One forty-five. Yes, I w- I would say yes on that for sure. So I'm 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 very I'm very interested to see what's going to happen tonight on this thing because I think it's everyone. I've seen people take under four eighty-five. I think I've seen under four ninety. I mean, guys, you got to shop this stuff, especially people in the content space. I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm turning into one of one of those guys that like gets angry at people for giving out bad numbers. But like I saw someone today was like, take the under four eighty-five and a half. I was like. Well, why wouldn't you just go to DraftKings to take under 490 then? You get five more feet. <laughs> like, like you're giving out a bad number. Like that book has a bad number. Like sometimes they're contractually obligated. They cannot give out better numbers. It's not right, but it's true. Oh, goodness. Bet over then. Go ahead and <laughs> tell them to bet over then. Don't tell them to bet under. Yeah. It's a lower if, if you're booked. Did I just see Talati's in the chat right now? Wow. Talati's in the chat watching nice. this. Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hope you're feeling okay. That's, I hope that's, he's feeling better. Yes. Yeah, I hope that, he's feeling good. He's going on a road trip. So mm. um, the NBA made the announcement over the weekend that the NBA Cup, the final four, gets played here in Vegas in December. Wait a second. Is that what we're calling it? The NBA Cup? That's what they're calling it, yes. A cup. The NBA cup. Correct. Yes. They will eventually, it'll be sponsored because, because I guess they, they didn't get the money. They thought about shopping it to sponsors. They thought about, I guess they were asking according to, I think it was front office sports, but somebody was reporting that the NBA was asking for too much money for the name of it. So they just said, forget it for year one. We'll, we'll prove the value because no one knows what this thing is yet. Nobody has a clue yet. There's a lot of people in the content space talking about it today. Well, it's a, including it's a, us. Yeah, it's a good time to put it out there. I'm, I it made the rundown because it's here in Vegas in December. Will you it's go to the this cup? Like yes. I can't. Why we could have called it anything? Correct. The vase, <laughs> the vase. <laughs> um, you know the medallion. And the, the the cup is yeah. hockey. We don't need another cup. No, or it's the World Cup. It's soccer. or it's soccer. Like, yes, exactly. It's, it's like, what, enough. I cups. told you that on Friday. What this whole thing is. It's this. It's the soccerization of the NBA. 
I mean, it's so complicated that they had to go and create a video to explain to the fans what it is because it's so convoluted and sorry, Will, and fucked up that you don't know what is going on. It is really confusing. Oh, it is really confusing. When you look at the way this is done, it's teams are thrown into a pot. They get put into a pool. They then play regular season games on Tuesdays and Fridays that also count towards the NBA cup. They play four games. Then the winner of those round Robins, those, you know, that, that four game set, whoever has the best record, they, they go into a group of six. There's two wild cards. The next best records, they get in to a knockout tournament of eight. The top four teams come to Vegas to play where the winning team, each player gets $200,000. The losing team gets, I think it's a hundred thousand dollars or $50,000. I mean, these guys go to a strip club and drop 50, $50,000. Like this isn't, I mean, this is not a lot of money for NBA basketball players. I don't understand why in the hell they're really going to care about this. Like this is a, to me, this is maybe like this iteration of NBA players, it does nothing for them. And then maybe in the future, there's something that it becomes, it catches on in some form or fashion, or they add more incentives or they add draft picks. I mean, there's been thoughts about making it the number one pick in the draft, or you can increase your draft status by winning it or something. But the Boston Celtics are the odds on favorite to win this thing. Everybody's guessing right now. I mean, I mean literally one of those I mean, literally it's not even like saying who's going to win the NBA championship. No. This is a mid-season tournament which one you don't know Boston what? Right, it's four games. It's four games, but you don't know you know who Boston's playing, but then they get into that that you don't know who they're playing in the knockout stage and then when they come to Vegas, you don't know who they're playing either. I don't know how in the hell they're, they're the only team at WinBet, they're the only team laying juice. Boston's minus 105 to win this thing. None of it makes any sense. I, <laughs> I, I literally dismissed the whole thing. I was like, somebody just came in and said it. Chef Benny, don't yeah. be a bum. Hit the thumb, Chef B. Um, my head hurts listening to the tournament layout. It's tough. Literally. It's really confusing. It's, it's very, it's very it, confusing. And trying to make odds on it, like that's one where you just kind of throw your hands up and say, I don't have a clue. I don't I know agree. what they're going to do. I yeah. don't want to know right now <laughs> because I'm going to put these odds up and nobody's going to bet it because nope. no one understands it. Right. So, and I mean, 200,000 for the winner, like each, some young guys player. will be like, Hey, that's great. Yeah. But the player. veterans are going to be like, Hey, we're going to Vegas. My ankle hurts. I can't play. I'm going to just hang out in Vegas. Like, right, I don't for know. A weeks. I agree. I, I don't. It's over the span of what a week. No. Games start in November, accumulates in December. But they're just playing the semifinals and finals here. Correct. Is this going to be a hot ticket December? I think it will be, depending on who plays. If the Lakers are here. Depending who plays. It's yeah. very important. You just said yeah. it. If, if like LeBron's here. worn out of, of all the stuff that's coming here. I mean, we're going to be post F1 no, race. Not. No, we're not going to be worn out. Not even close. No. The rodeos here that week. Okay, there's a there's a cross section of people going to the rodeo in the NBA Cup. No, I don't think so. You're not gonna worry about that. <laughs> you're not gonna worry about that demographic. Cowboys swap don't like is, basketball. Yeah, that's not a demographic swat. That we're we're good on that. Okay, what are you? <laughs> you're not gonna worry about that. 
Cowboys like basketball too. Kinda, yeah. I mean, a little. Not really. <laughs> you know, the Mavericks are here or something. They both have clowns in them. But, you know, it, it's <laughs> if you have a way of, of going ahead and having having some type of conversation between, you know, if you're a West Coast team, okay? Yeah. Suns, Lakers, Kings, Trailblazers, which probably won't be there because they're going to suck. Clippers. Jazz. Jazz, yeah. If you're here, their fans are coming. They're going to come no down. Doubt. Okay. They're going to come down. Then you could talk about the bigger name teams, the Knicks, the Celtics, you know, those types of teams, potentially Mavericks, like you mentioned, could come in. So I think it's going to be a hot ticket. I do. I think it's going to be an interesting opportunity. F1's out. It's in the first or second week of December. So we haven't, we're not really into the Christmas holiday season yet in Vegas. Room rates will still be pretty expensive. And then we're getting into football and we're getting into the Super Bowl. I mean, think about it. We now have, this is the most insane four-month stretch. I'm going to say it. I'm not a Vegas local, but I'm going to say I want to see someone top this four-month stretch. F1 November, NBA Cup December, CES in January, Super Bowl in February. And there's going to be so much traffic. I mean, that is an unbelievable run of international huge events taking part taking place I mean, here. NBA cup is the least of those, but yes. it is, but it's an international event. The world will watch that. What if Wimbayama comes? Okay. The world will be watching the NBA cup a hundred percent. That is a global event in Vegas. And I think it's at T-Mobile, but I haven't heard where it's going to be. Where else? Would, oh, we're not going to play at the sphere. Are they? What? No, commit at a legion. Stop. Why what? not? If it's big enough, if you get enough people in, if you get, I think that's why they haven't said hey, where it's going to be. Crazy! They ain't playing no fake midseason basketball. Why they play NBA the final tournament in they play, Allegiant? They play the final four in football games every year in March. Football stadiums. Why couldn't you play the NBA at Allegiant? I, how many people are going to? You think there'll be thirty thousand people there? Forty thousand. There could be. Yes, you, that's possible. Well, I'll be shocked. Why aren't they, they saying where the game? I don't think they sell out T-Mobile. Disagree with you. LeBron James and the LA Lakers in are playing. In December? If LeBron James is playing here, yes, without a doubt. It's the hottest ticket in town. The NBA wants Vegas. This is the NBA's way of getting into Vegas. If you've oh, got doing Ken- everything they can here. They're doing this summer league, and they're pushing it out crazy. Yeah. Then they're going to do this thing and push it out in the regular season in December. They're yeah. going to keep doing this. There's going to be neutral put, site games here soon, like expansion real games, teams coming. preseason games. Right. You know, there's going to be Lakers are going to play somebody here, you know, so they can show them they sell out the building. Oh, you're right. But I don't think, man, that ain't, that ain't going to, that they ain't going to play that. Hold on. Where? On December the 7th. Yeah. Let's see where. Oh, it just happens to be where the Raiders. Yeah, you could do it. The Raiders play on the 10th. The 7th and the 9th is a Wednesday and a Friday. There's nothing going on in Allegiant Stadium. You could play it at Allegiant. There ain't no way. I disagree with you. I disagree. The Final Four, they're calling it the Cup. They're calling it the NBA Final Four. Why wouldn't you do it in Vegas at Allegiant if you could? Look at this night schedule. Do we have it? Full schedule? 
if the night schedule, if they play in the seventh and the ninth at home, then now you're on to something. Uh, let's see. On December the 6th, they're on the road that week. Fourth, they're at home against the Blues. The sixth, on the, on the road against the Blues. The ninth, they're at home. They're on the road against the Stars. Okay. So they, they play home. Play Gosh, but they're playing <laughs> December the 10th at home. There's a Raider game and a Golden Knights game on the same day overlapping. <laughs> on Saturday the 10th? It's oh, a Sunday. Gosh. Sunday the 10th. You just said 7th and 9th was a fr- Wednesday, Friday. Oh, so maybe the 10th is a Saturday. Hold on. Maybe it's 10th is a Saturday. Maybe it's Thursday. Hold on. Might be Thursday, uh, Saturday for the NBA Cup. Let's see. So December. It sounds so ridiculous. The seventh, NBA Cup. Sorry, 7th and the 9th. NBA Cup is a, is a 7th is, is the Thursday. 9th is a Saturday. So the final game is on a Saturday. Okay. Saturday, Saturday, December the 9th is the final. And then the 10th is when you have a Golden Knights game and a Raider game overlapping on Sunday. It will be at T-Mobile. Yeah, most likely. Most likely at T-Mobile. Yeah. But I think you could... They're not advertising it. Like, buy tickets now. They're not doing that yet. Well, they don't even know what it is. They just named it the Cup. Right, but you would say it ends at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas on December the 7th. They're not saying that. They're just saying we're coming to Vegas. Didn't say where they're coming to Vegas. Just saying we're in Vegas. The 7th and the 9th will be played in Las Vegas. Not in Las Vegas at T-Mobile arena. They're not saying where they're playing. So I, I think they are at least trying to, to trial balloon it and see what the reaction is to maybe say, could we do this potentially mm. at a stadium and do it at Allegiant? Dear Lord, have a monster, have a real final four, you know, elevated court and everything else. Oh goodness. <laughs> it would be a bad idea, but could happen. It's not, it's not too much. Totally nuts. That's not impossible. Not impossible, but too much. Too much. Tiger. It's time for the Brigade Proxy Service NFL story of the day. Thanks to our guy, Big Business, who came by on Sunday yesterday. We signed him up. If you guys want to get involved, you can go to our Twitter account at proxy uh, Brigade Proxy. Email address and our text line is there, or you can just email brigadeproxy at gmail.com to make an appointment. It's going to be a very busy July and August for us. Yeah, we, we said the, uh, the phone number a couple of times on the show last week. We got some more texts. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, emails, I try to leave that to you. Okay. Um, but like people are coming in July. I got Mr. C today. Um He's texting like, I don't know my condition. I'm there until Saturday, but I don't know what kind of condition I'll be in. Can we set up a time for Thursday when I first get there? Because I know, one, yeah. I'll have the money and two. That's the smart way of doing and it. I'm like, yes. Just like right away. Relax. Like, we can do it. We have multiple locations to do it at. We will get you signed up. Westgate or Circa. Yes, it's no problem. We got to meet the wife. Mm. We got to meet the mom. They besmirched him for wanting to talk sports with us, but that is the text number, well. by the way, on the screen. If you guys would like there to text us to make an appointment, Thank if you. it's easier for you guys, 702-570-8255 is the Brigade Proxy Service text line. So just text us. Let us know you're coming to town. Let us know when you're coming to town. We'll make an appointment to get you guys signed up and good to go. Either the Westgate or either Circus. So three big contests. So we're going to be running proxy services right. for this season, Westgate. 
Super Contest, Circa Million, Circa Survivor are the three that we'll be involved with coming up for this year. So, 702-570-8255. Set it slow for the people. It's on the screen. I know, but for the people that listen to the audio (laughs) podcast, because apparently we have a lot of people that listen to the audio podcast. That is true. You tell me this every day. True. As many people watch and listen, Mm -hmm. or some people just listen, but the numbers are going up on both. And they're going to spike football season. (laughs) I can't wait to see what happened with that. All right, so the topic is this. The Titans are making a really strong push for DeAndre Hopkins. He's down to two teams, Patriots and and the Titans. Titans are offering more money. Hopkins has told both teams he's in no rush to sign because Hopkins doesn't really want to go to training camp. Would you play for the Titans knowing you're going to have a young, a young quarterback knowing that you're going to have a really bad offensive line and the team's probably going to stink. Would you play just for the paycheck or would you guys try to go play with a team like the Patriots and play for Belichick? Who's who's playing quarterback for the Titans? Oh, I can see that. I knew you were gonna have we decided that. this yet? No, they've not. Like it's oh. a competition. It's going to be a, I think, like a three-team competition. It's going to be Tannehill, Malik Willis. That was last year. Tannehill's gone, right? Or did they keep Tannehill? No, I don't think he's gone. Gone. Yeah, it's, it's Malik Willis and Will Levis. They drafted Will Levis to come in. So they have three quarterbacks going after the starting gig. Uh, Tannehill threw that pick in the playoffs, and right. they're they're not really high on him anymore. It's an open competition. But the line sucks, so the quarterback's going to run for his life. Um, I mean, is it a big is it a big difference in going to New England? I think so. Yes, Young quarterback. Yeah, I think I think so. It's Belichick with running Bill game, but they don't it's really Bill, have a passing game. The problem is Bill O'Brien. Whether or not Hopkins wants to go play for Bill O'Brien again, that's the problem. Why? Where did he play for him before? Oh, Texans head coach. The team when Hopkins when when he was the head coach, that's when Littlefinger sent the private investigator and started watching Hopkins and what he was doing and asking him questions like, "How many baby mamas you plan on having?" Oh, and he was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> so the question was, no. does he does he hold Bill O'Brien responsible? Yes, for that, or does he say that was the Texans and not Bill O'Brien? We don't know. I mean, uh, by all accounts. He's want he wants a paycheck. Like he wants to get paid. He's 31 years of age. He wants to go and have a couple of more years left. He thinks he's a 1,000 yard receiving wideout this year. He ain't you going know, to New England. He knows the offense. I mean, he'll walk in and play right away. <laughs> and he's got Devontae Parker on one side. He's got Mike Gusecki coming over the middle, and he'd be on the other side. He'd get the ball. I mean, if he can overlook that other stuff, it's not a bad situation to go into. Tennessee has a shot to win that division, though. No way. The Patriots have no No shot to win that division. There's absolutely no shot. Titans are not winning the division. They have a shot. Not in my mind. It's Jacksonville's. It's done. Done. Colts, terrible. Terrible. Houston, better than the Colts, but still bad, bad, right? Terrible. Tennessee can win the division. The Titans are going to be terrible. Offensive line's horrible. They're what starting if right tackle. Lawrence gets hurt. They're starting. That's okay. I mean, they can do it. It just doesn't miss a beat. They go right on and win the no, division. But, uh, look, nine wins is going to win that division. Tennessee could get nine wins. No. No. Oh. Not without. Not with that line. No way. 
defense is still pretty good. It's okay. It's okay. It's not outstanding. It's okay. Who said got torched to Kansas City? That's terrible. No, they don't have the money. That's not possible, is it? It's possible. He has to play for nothing, like league minimum type stuff. Casey doesn't have the money. They looked at him. They had the conversation. He oh, wants he, a he wants a paycheck. Casey's at the cap maximum. Like they can't afford him. Oh, okay, good. That's why. I mean, that's gonna. Huh. I mean, all the teams. Buffalo is at the Buffalo can't afford him. Casey can't afford him. Like all these teams that are are legitimate contenders for the Super Bowl can't afford him. That's oh, why he's talking to the okay. Titans. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Right. So it's Titans and Patriots, but Bill is kind of okay with giving him some leniency, but not a ton. He wants to practice when he wants to practice. He wants a veteran schedule, which Bill has never really done except for Brady. But Brady wanted to practice, so he didn't have to force him. Would you want a veteran practice schedule if you were a player? Depends upon if I was a receiver or running back, I would, or a quarterback, I would not. Like if I'm just, if I'm untouchable, but if I got to get hit, a lot? No, thanks. Not, not interested in, you know, I want to lick my wounds after a Sunday beating. That's fair. That's fair. But like, I love practice. Like, I want to go to practice. Mm -hmm. I'm doing stuff even on the side in between drills or in a locker room. Like, we are building yeah, but, those, but veterans always practice. say they do that anyway. I mean, that's where they go. They go, I work harder off the field than I do I mean, off of practice than I do on practice. I just don't want to have to go there and get hit. That's fine. If we could put a, a red jersey on and say, don't hit me, I'd go to practice every day. The yeah. should go to practice every day. Just work on your craft a little bit. Just, But it's, right. sometimes it's the driving in and doing all that time. I don't know. I don't want to hear about it, that he wants a veteran practice schedule and wants to get paid. Like if I'm the team, I'm like, oh, oh wait, right. hold that, on here. That's Belichick, right. That's Belichick. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's, Bill. <laughs> that's what Bill says. Bill's like, <laughs> you know, what do you mean? You want a big contract and you want me to give you special privilege? No. Like, no. <laughs> like, well, I mean, no. they don't do that with anybody in New right. England, right? Right. Well, they gave Brady like they would make up the those quarterback fake, is different. Yeah, those fake shoulder injuries where he'd miss practice right. and right. calf injury that came out of nowhere and he'd be off. And then we'd see him Brady walking around Beacon Hill with his kids and you'd be like, what the hell? Like, so yeah, there's, there's that. But yeah, I think for the most part, suit up and go play and get ready. I think he, I think he takes the Titans deal. I think he'll play for t for Tennessee. That's what I think too. Yeah, I, I but the Patriots are in the conversation. But I think he's asking Belichick to be lenient, and he's not going to be lenient. In particular, with a third year quarterback, he's trying to set a standard and a bar. That like, you know, this is what we have to expect from you, type of thing. Mm. So we'll see. It's getting late. All right, college football. Let's start this five days this week. One Power Five conference every single day. Can't believe you started with the Big Ten. Because it's the most interesting to me. I know. So why'd you start with it? it because it's Monday. No, it's Monday. It's good. We'll get into it. Friday, it's, we'll, we'll save roll call Friday. We'll go fast with the Pac-12 because no one cares. So we'll go fast. <laughs> we'll run through that, even though UFC is good. save the SEC for Friday. We can do that if you want. I was going to do Big Ten Day SEC tomorrow, but we can do that. We can save the SEC for Friday if you'd like. But it's roll call Friday, so it's, it's always a busier type of day. Right. So I want to make sure we get the full you know, rundown here. But here are... This is from DraftKings. Sorry, excuse me. This is from FanDuel. Okay. The odds for the Big Ten. Yep. Winning the Big Ten. Ohio State plus 165. Michigan plus 185. Penn State plus 600. There's nobody else who can win the division, right? Win the no. conference? 
right? No. That's it, right? That's it. We got three. Fine. Can you convince yourself to make the six to one bet on Penn State? Oh, you try to nail me down. You try to nail me down on Friday when we talked about this. When we were with the other guy signing him up. I don't think they beat them both. Here's your schedule. Okay. Ready? Uh, you're bringing up the Penn State schedule right now? Here it is. Okay. Here's your Penn damn State. you. Wait, damn me. This is the Penn State schedule. Okay. Yes. Penn State opens with West Virginia. Doesn't matter. Crush West Virginia. They play Delaware. Doesn't matter. They start Big Ten play at Illinois. They always make this game hard at Illinois, but they win. Okay. They're home for Iowa. This is the under their win total is nine and a half. We'll get to that later in the summer, but nine and a half, their entire nine and a half win total hinges on this game. It hinges on the Iowa game. We got friends in Iowa. We got a lot of people in Iowa to watch a show and stuff. This will By be way, a I'm tough so one happy. for I'm me. So I, 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 I'm, I'm so glad we're talking football right now. I'm so excited. It's phenomenal. I love this right now. Lose this. Is there a line on this game? Yep, of course there is. Minus seven. Sounds right. That sounds right. At home, at night. Is this your whiteout game? No. Okay. They win that game. They win the game? Yeah. You sure? I think so. (laughs) Yeah, they win. They win. (laughs) Told you. Yes, they win. Northwestern. I was going to go to Penn State when they could. That's the problem. They could. Not going to. I, was, I I like Penn State. I like Penn State over nine and a half wins. I like yeah. this. My first bet in college football is probably going to be Penn State to win 10 games. Northwestern is a complete dumpster fire at the moment. We don't need to get into what's going on at Penn State, but most likely they're going to have a new head coach at to start Northwestern. At Northwestern to start the season. Pat Fitzgerald is most likely not going to survive what's going on right now. It is holy crap. Bad, 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 bad for them. Then they play, uh, they didn't have an off game. So, now, so do you think they're five and oh going to the bye week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, I do too. Then they play my alma mater. <laughs> they, How'd this game get on the schedule they, when it did? They dump truck my team. <laughs> so UMass will be throttled by Penn State by the tune of like, I don't know, 40 to 10. And so while Penn State is a 10 and a half point favorite against Iowa, by the way, 10 and a half. That's a a half. That seems a lot. high, but there's quarterback problems in Iowa. So we'll see what happens with Iowa. Okay. But, they're always one of those annoying competitive teams that just goes there and loses. Right. But they'll keep it close. Then the game at Ohio State, Saturday, October 21st, which is the third Saturday in October, which is also Alabama, Tennessee Day. So we get Alabama, Tennessee, and Ohio State, Penn State. It's an awesome day. It's an awesome day. Ohio State's a 10 and a half point favorite. Too high, right? I, I, you know how many times I've had Ohio State or Penn State plus the points against Ohio State and something, you know, we're losing by seven and there's a pick six with like 25 seconds left to go and they, <laughs> they don't cover. I've had it so many times. Yes, my initial thought is they'll cover a double digit spread, but they'll lose. They can't win that game. Oh, I mean, right now. Yes, they could, but right now I say they don't. Okay, I think they. I think you're right. I think they lose that game. Indiana at home. Penn State's winning that game at Maryland. That one will be 
tougher than it's supposed to be, but Penn State will win that game. Because of who's next. You're on the road at Maryland. It's the classic trap spot in the classic look ahead spot. All the kids looking ahead to Michigan at home, huge game. Maryland gives you, you know, you, you got to kick a field goal to win the game at the end because it's way closer than it's supposed to have been. So yes, I, I agree. They beat Maryland. Don't think they cover, but, and then here you go with Michigan at home. Uh, it's, See the pain on my face that you brought this <laughs> schedule up and said Big Ten preview, and then you put up the Penn State schedule. Yeah. And, and I was at this, this conference all morning, so I wasn't even prepared. For I this. love Michigan. Okay. You I think Michigan. I think Michigan wins the national championship. Yeah, the Michigan season at Penn State. The Michigan season hinges on this game. Yeah, they lose this game at Penn State. You know you that, think, right? You think Penn State wins? I don't think so. I think Michigan wins this game. I think Penn State goes 10 and 2 and they lose to Michigan, they lose to Ohio State. What's the date of this game? November November the 11th. November 11th, they put it up. Oh. oh. I would have put it a little bit different. What is it? I'd have said pick and let them bet me Michigan. Michigan minus two and a half. Correct number. It's a good number. Yep. That's very fair. Yep. Listen, Michigan go there and win. I so want that one. <laughs> Clear the deck on November 11th. That's <laughs> that's F1 weekend. That's perfect. Oh, it is F1 weekend. You're right. Yeah. I won't be leaving that house for three days that weekend. Yep. Anyway, I don't care who's coming here. Right. I ain't coming to pick you up. You can come out to my place. I ain't going nowhere near that place. Uh-uh. Unless Addison comes and gets us a, a voucher or some sort of pass and we get some helicopter flight down there. I don't want to drive right. down there. So you smoke Rutgers. And then did you know you're playing Michigan State at Ford Field? Yeah. That's any worry there? That's good. No, that's good. I don't want to play them outside. Okay. And all that stuff bad can happen. Put it in the dome. Yeah, but you we'll run the ball so well, though. Wouldn't you want the weather to be on your favor? Like there? Like bad weather? No, sometimes when you go to Michigan State, it's this weird stuff happens. I've seen it too many times. A big favorite go there in a bad weather game and they eat it up. Fans go crazy. So, no, I'm good no. with that. They're beating Michigan State too. 10 and 1. 10 no, and no. 1. 10 and 2, you mean? They played they play 12 games. 11 and 1. 11 and math. Penn State's not going 11 and 1. Here's the quick, just run it down fast. This is Michigan's schedule. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, 4-0. They go to Nebraska, they'll kill the Huskers. Five. Minnesota is a little bit of a tough one, but they should Six. win that game. Indiana at home, they'll kill them. At Michigan State on the road is a tricky one, rivalry game, but they should win that game. They Eight. killed them last year. Yeah. Okay. Then Purdue. At home. Beat, they're gonna they whip Purdue. Win that game. Then there's the Penn State game. That's crazy. They're going to come into Penn State 9-0 and lose. Yep. Okay, I don't think so. They win. They're ten and zero. They beat Maryland on the road, and then it comes down to Ohio State, and they beat Ohio State again. And Michigan runs the table. Michigan's in the national championship with the one seed. They got to win the Big Ten championship game. Well, this is the problem, right? Because <laughs> whoever they're playing on the other side is going to be a cupcake, most likely. Whoa! So a cupcake, Wisconsin? You're calling a cupcake? There are yes. Nebraska could be a cupcake. Iowa could be serious? a cupcake. We're not. Yes, yes, and yes for Michigan. Yes. Oh, you know, on a neutral field in the Big Ten title game. Yes, they've been having success in the Big 
13 and 0 against, against these cupcakes. I think Michigan runs the table this year. <sighs> I think 15 and 0 is, uh, is possible. Slow down. Just saying. I'm just uh, this is the Slow year for down. Harbaugh. This is the year. Everything. Alabama, big questions. Georgia's got questions at quarterback. Tennessee's got got a question at quarterback. LSU is still trying to rebuild what they're going to look like. Ohio State's got quarterback concerns, not questions, but concerns. Okay. Even Penn State's got quarterback concerns a little bit. Got an improving kid. So things are set up. JJ McCarthy, they've got the best quarterback. They get the best running back. They get the best offensive line. They got a good defense. Michigan is flat out loaded, loaded this year. You're annoying me right now. Talking <laughs> this. this is going to be a hard one to stomach all season. If they go to the Penn State game undefeated and win, it's very real. One and two, the fight song, the nonstop. It'll be nonstop. Oh, I, I, I can't. I, I, yeah. I, enough. Hell to I, the victors is up there with Rocky Top for me. I'm just annoying. The band wh- plays the same thing over and over again. It's annoying as hell. It's fun, though, when you're rooting for them. I've sung it myself when I've had them or against somebody. <laughs> okay. You know. One of the better bets I made in recent history was on Michigan on the money line and plus the points in the cold of Michigan Stadium the first year they beat them, not last year, the year before. Beat Ohio State. Beat Ohio State. Yes. It was so obvious to me. The line was wrong, and it was just high, and it was just, you know, it was at home. We're like, That's what I was like last year with Michigan. I bet Michigan to win it last year. Everyone's like, no way. I'm like, they're going to beat them again. Harbaugh's got them. He's got their number. Yeah. He got him believing. He, get, he turned the tide. Once that pendulum swings in college football and you, in those big rivalry games, you start expecting that you're going to win, it's problematic. Auburn did it to Alabama in the Cam Newton years. And those, they started to change them. Well, they the knew they thought. were going to win. Michigan believes they're going to beat them again at home this year. They believe they're going to beat Ohio State for a third straight year. Even today, they believe it. Right now, we're beating Ohio State for a third straight time. We have Michigan fans in the chat. Eron, Sean, hail, hail, Michigan. I told baby. you. We're big in the Midwest. What the hell? Oh, yeah. Go Mich- blue, one-star Goroff. I'm going to be wearing Michigan gear. I'm getting tons of Michigan gear this year. I'm all in. I'm all, uh, uh, They're my team this year. I'm riding. Yeah. I'm riding. You're an SEC guy. Not really. I mean, I like I love the SEC. I'm a huge SEC fan, but like I, I believe that there's problems. I don't think the SEC wins the national championship this year. I don't. Oh, please be right about I that. Just, I just I don't. I, I, please. I think this please. Is a tra- it's a transition year. They put three quarterbacks into from the you know top 10 picks into the NFL. It's a transition year for the, for the NFL, SEC? SEC. Yes, the, the, this is going. They're going to be there. They're going to be hyper competitive. I just I, this is not going to be open and shut. Last year was open and shut. Georgia was so damn good. They're better than everybody. Not the case this year. Washington's not there. They're, you know they, they don't have the same quarterback, same running right. back, same offensive line. They did well, like this. seven picks in the first round. All like that George you're going with all this. This is good. I like this. So I'm just saying this is it's it's a it's a year where they'll restock and, and get guys, get those young kids some some experience. And you know, if Tennessee, I mean that this could have been a year for Tennessee if they had, you know, the quarterback, they had Hooker back and they had the receivers back. It could be, but it's not. They don't. They got a new quarterback and look around the SEC. Look how many new quarterbacks are going to be starting for these teams. Good. Al- Alabama. We need Georgia. a break. Good. LSU, this could be LSU's year. LSU oh, can win the SEC. 
What do you mean? They could win the SEC. That's great for Michigan. LSU's won everything. Can we not okay. have LSU win the football? I mean, they won every sport. No, they didn't. They won the national championship in baseball. They lost the women's They won the women's, so they're 2-0 and there. They, and gymnastics uh, lost. Yeah, they won something else, too. Um, yeah, they've won three. They've won three national championships this year. Like bang, That's bang, true. bang. Yeah, they'll win the SEC. I think LSU can win the SEC. I think they're, they're live. We'll do them later in the week, but I think they're live to win the SEC, which is going to be fun. Francisco Ochoa came in the chat and just asked a great question. Could well, this be the year where we only get one SEC team in the playoffs? That's really hard to say because I don't know what the Big 12 is going to look like yet. The Big 12 could have a couple. I mean, if Texas, if this is the year for Texas, yeah, this could be the one. It, it could be a one-year SEC, one-team SEC year. Oh, SEC, uh, Texas is still in the – Oh, that's Big right. Big, yeah, Big 12. Yes, right. SEC. Not yet. No. Not yet? Next next year. This is their last okay. year. They go next okay. year. So they're still a Big 12 team this year. So if Texas goes and Texas does well, like they're supposed to, if their quarterbacks can stay healthy, then I think you do have a two-team, a two, a one-year SEC. I'm all four. for it. Final four. Because I think USC has got a really good shot of being in. Okay. And Caleb Williams run the, run, they should run the table. Right. And be in. And then a big 12 team, say it's Texas, big 10 team, Michigan, and then either Ohio State or potentially an SEC team. I mean, the SEC could, could get shut out this year. Huh. I'm serious. Huh. What could in happen. the world would happen? Would anybody watch the playoff? <laughs> yes, but that could happen. It could, it could. It could be. This could be the year where the SEC gets shut out. He five, said it, four. not me. It's he just a. Tra- it's it. a fact. It's just. I mean, people are like. There's no way Alabama or Georgia misses. Yes, there is. There is a chance that Alabama oh. or Georgia misses. There is. One hundred percent. Alabama or or both. Both could miss it. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Again, LSU could be really freaking good this year. Look, I mean. Oh. If LSU does what LSU, I mean, they could win the West. And then if LSU wins the West or in the SEC championship game, I mean, if they play Georgia and beat Georgia, they're in. So mm. it's not impossible, not by not by any means for that for that to happen. So if you're, if you're cheering against the SEC, there may be one of those things where you can do that. So somehow you work the SEC talk into the big Ten day. Oh, we'll talk about coming up for sure. Sports great. Thank you so much. We'll be back tomorrow night, same place, same time for you guys who are on YouTube and Twitter. Don't move. Bonus time. That would be the wrong one. The wrong B. Sorry. On that Sorry, time. I like that one, though. <laughs> We're going to do better to book it here in one second. Yeah. Before we do that, the Barstool Sportsbook is down till Wednesday. Shut it down, baby. 72-hour shutdown. Upgrade. Have you ever seen that before? It takes three days to upgrade software. <laughs> You're down for three days. Just making sure. Uh, three days. Three days is a long time. Yeah, there's nothing going on. There's no bets. I mean, you let the All Star Game go. Who cares? Let the Home Run Derby go. Who cares? It's no big deal. You got to make sure. I think they're switching platforms. They are. Yes. Yeah. So, has to be right. They cannot. I mean. The first platform they used wasn't good. Um, the second one they're using, and they, they're, they're going to find out. I'm not going to – I don't want to taint anybody's right. uh, mindset with it. Good luck with it. But, yeah, they're doing three days. 
That gives you extra time for uh, in case it, you know, the engine doesn't fire. Can I pull my to... money out? Can I get my money? Like, no, you cannot do anything for three days. Oh, that's it. Oof. So, good luck. Yikes on that. Now it's time for better to book it here. I like that one. Here we go with just two bets for today. The first one, longest home run being over 490 and a half feet at minus 105. Going against the whole world. Yeah, it seems too far. I go under. Give me some super balls. Give me some some juice. Oh, you win. Electrified balls. (laughs) We'll know when the first guys go. If I'll be watching and I'll go, I'll text you. You're going to (laughs) win. I'll see the balls even before one goes 490. Yeah, if they start hitting them four seventy eight, you know the the regular yes. guys yeah. four seventy nine. If I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna need to get it in the first round of matchups. Ideal. I need guys to be strong, yeah. guys to be good to go. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if they had like two sets of balls. Like in the beginning, it's all the super balls, and then it gets a little bit more tapered off as it goes through, because the the totals don't carry over from round to round. So like. Maybe they've got a ton of home runs early and then it tapers off. But because they know as the night goes on, the audience starts to go away. Like they are there for the first hour and then it starts to drift. So I think baseball knows they got to keep their attention by hitting a bunch of moonshots, a bunch of tape measure home runs. And everyone's like, oh my God, you see how far that ball just went? Blah, blah, blah. Hopefully you're right. It's calm air, no breeze to speak of. Let the balls just rocket out of that ballpark. Yeah. Let the guys go put on a show. So you're booking this? I don't mm-hmm. blame if you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. I've got crazy CLV on this. The Pacers minus three and a half tonight against Orlando here in Vegas. What the hell? So here's what I've done with this summer league stuff. Okay. okay. I've, I went and looked at rosters. Yep. Teams that are sending their draft picks over the last two seasons are teams that I want to jump on board. The magic are sending two of their picks. That's it. The Pacers are sending seven. Oh, Pacers are sending a team here that they first round and second round picks and guys who they acquired the draft rights to on draft nights, who are basically second round picks have all been sent here to Vegas. Pacers are trying to win this thing. This number now is six. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, just on principle, you have to lay three and a half. <laughs> it was three and a half last night. Now it's six. This number is gone. Is it higher than six now? I'll throw you a curveball. I'll okay. book it. Okay. I'll book it because I want to have that fun and aggravation that I used to have when I had to do this for a living <laughs> and go, what the hell happened? They ain't even sending anybody. Why don't we know this? And hopefully the game falls three for oh, my sake. But breaking news, Pat Fitzgerald fired. Oh, North, Northwestern just fired him. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That is a seismic story. Oh, holy shit. It's all, um, it's bringing back, I, it's, it's bringing back a bunch of memories for me for Penn, Penn State. State. Yeah. And, you know, when it, whether he knew or not, when he knew, it's clear he knew, you know? Um, well, I mean, that, but that rubber stamp investigation, he, he won't be the last one to go. Well, no, of course not. But like, well, I mean, they hired an outside point, firm to come in and say he didn't know. 
They and did the same thing at Penn Joe State. Bar. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's grown-ups being grown-ups around grown men who are kids, but they're still grown men. Somebody has to be the adult in the room. They, think gave that, two I mean, week, they gave him a two-week suspension. Well, they had that is their fallen procedure, but that's the bad. You don't do that in this situation. Like it's it's listen, life is easy when things are just smooth. When it's the crisis situation where you have to think, you have to step back and get out of the the norm and go, yeah. hold on, what are we doing? So we'll address it more tomorrow, but that's, I mean, if we even talk about it, there's nothing to talk about gambling wise. Northwestern's right. not a good team. They're not going to be a good team. Yeah, I don't know minute. if that's a good job or not. Who the hell is going to want to go there? It was just like after Penn state who wanted to go there, who wanted well, to Penn state had history guy. though, but Penn state had tradition. They had history, had winning they had fans. History, but I mean, Joe Paterno was there for a long, long time and it was, hard yeah, but to it's get still Pat Northwestern's Northwestern. I mean, Northwestern is North. I mean, you win six games, Northwestern. It's a, you know, heroic act. It's a tough place to win, man. And the big yeah. 10 on top of that. Yikes. So anyways, there's that. So you're booking it. Okay. Yeah. Favorite thing about today is what? Uh, I kind of dig the late start time, but um, that's, that's okay. That's, that's, that's a little favorite thing. Um, No, I got to go down there and listen to that. You would want to go do sports grid right now. I have to like right do now. sports grid in seven minutes. That's what I mean. Like you want to do it right now. Like you want to go from this show right into sports grid. You want that every day? No, I'm going to the bathroom right now. And <laughs> right I'm going to miss the first segment of right sports grid because <laughs> I got to go to the bathroom. But <laughs> just say no, the, late, the late start time, you'd like that every day. No, you would not. You'd hate it. It's good. Yeah. I need a nap in between yeah, or I need to make two phone calls or something right, in between. Yeah. But yeah. No. So the favorite thing about today is, is I'm joking about the late start time. Yes. If you guys like it, tell us in the no. discord or in the chat. Yeah. But um, the the wife and daughter's flight just got delayed again. No. So, like, I think they're coming home, but I'm going to find out after the show here. What I is going on 10 minutes ago in New York, in New I, Jersey? Do you know how many people I've seen on social media talk about the travel from hell to get either to here to UFC 290 or to get home from UFC 290 into the New York area? Bad, it bad? is a disaster. It, like oh, really? they've just, they're just canceling flights. Like if it's a even a, like a threat of a thunderstorm in the afternoon, they're just like fuck it, and they go ahead and cancel all the flights, and then they rebook it the next day. And then if it happens again, it's like oh nope, no more. We're not, we're not flying now. It's like people have to get back to their lives. Like this is unbelievable. What's going on in this country right now for air travel? It's brutal. I'm I'm pretty glad that we're not involved in it. Cool. Amen to that. I missed it. I mean, I was there. I could have been. Good time and universe is working for you. I mean, I picked up Dawson yesterday from Boston. He got in and all the flights after him were canceled. He's the last flight out of uh, Logan. Logan. Yeah. So Jesus. uh, My God, what is going on? Hopefully that sucks. Mentally, it's such a drain because you want to go home and you're ready to go. No. Ready to go? No. It's like, oh. Well, they got to the airport early. They dropped the oh. rental car off. So they, they've they been there. They, you know, they wanted to be early. Right. Because you want to go now. home. Yeah. No, they're sitting there. At which one? At Newark? Yeah. Oh, God. It's even worse. At least, at least JFK's got a mall. 
That's what I'm, I can't wait to get off the show. I love doing the show, but I can't wait to react to this text because I saw it. I was like, oh boy, I better wait till the show's over to react. Right. She, you, you guys know that have listened to the Twitter yeah, spaces. You, you got to taste the Jessica. She's probably H O T hot. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, um, for me, man, I just saw Dan Hooker suffered a broken orbital bone, a broken arm in the fight on Saturday night. What? Yeah, he got messed up. Wow. Yeah, he, he tweeted the x-rays out. Ugh. Bad break, bad break on his face and bad break on the arm. The arm is like shattered. Like he got and he fought through it. He won. He won. <laughs> he won. Broke his face and his arm and won. Dangerous damn sport, man. That's Unbelievable. Crazy. Tough son of a bitch. Now go cut the hair, man. That haircut drove me crazy during the fight. <laughs> so bad Piss me that. off. Cut your damn <laughs> hair, dude. I hate when fighters do that. They're fighting. They're like, stop. Just cut your head, dude. Like, what's going on with you? Why do you want that distraction? The guy's trying to you keep saying it. I'm like, what are you saying? It's blood. Like, annoying me. Yeah, it was blood. You got all red with blood. It looked like it was dyed pink. It was it was a bleach blonde hair and whatever. I was like, come on, Hooker. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, you need to be better with that. Um, it's a big week. This is, this is a big, my favorite thing about today is kind of the whole week. My brother and sister turn their birthdays on the 12th. My other brother birthday on the 14th. It's always been a really big birthday celebration. So it's, it's always a cool week. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what we're going to pull off this week, sending gifts and everything else I got to take care of this week for my, oh, for my brother. Yeah. So it's a uh, one turns 24, one turns 28. And then my brother turns 44. So oh my. it's a big, it's a big week for us here and the, the fam with all this stuff, uh, big business is asking which lids he has to go to here to get his hat. He's getting a BBB hat custom made. Um, before we wrap. Big business. I would recommend going to Circa. Okay, just text us because I may meet him down there if I don't have to pick up the wife and uh, daughter till later. I may go hang out at Circa. There bit. you go. We can see who's down there, and we'll see if we can get. Are him. we going to dinner tonight? I thought we we're going to dinner tonight. Oh, with who? Steve. <laughs> I didn't get no text. Oh, we'll see what happens. Go to Sports Grid. Thanks, guys, for being here. We appreciate it. Watch Dave on Sports Grid coming up here. If you're watching live, we're back tomorrow for BVB. He's Matt. Up day four out.